This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It is 5.41 and up next on Today on Twitter, it is a conversation about public seating and more broadly, public spaces that people can just hang out in and the fact that both those things don't really exist anymore, at least not for free. So this comes from a tweet from Hannah um, at The Eye Collector who tweeted, Has anyone else noticed how successive governments' wars on teenagers, homeless people and other undesirables have left us with basically zero public seating? I just want to have a nice little sit on a bench, please. So Hannah isn't Malaysian from what I could gather. But the point being raised here, right, about defensive architecture and the fact that if you look around on anything that has either made it difficult to lie down on a public bench or just created an entire lack of public benches, public seating, um, anywhere that the government has said, oh, we don't want people to loiter here. That's always a word that's used, loiter. Um, I think the concerns definitely spread across boundaries and over to our country as well. And if we look at what people are saying, um, so we have AKA60643 who says, there's a spot near my office that was a popular outdoor lunch spot pre-pandemic. When the lockdown started, they removed all the benches and never returned them. Now I sometimes lean against the planter, but it's tricky. That's exactly it. Um, Especially when you have an outdoor spot that's somewhat pretty and nice to sit on. And therefore people gather partly for lunches, partly to hang out, but also potentially homeless people uh, when they need shelter or when they need a space to rest also think of it as a good place. We do tend to see those spaces end up being removed or you know, just going. Meanwhile, Chris Beveridge says it's infuriating and is 100% the reason I no longer go to malls and a good number of other places. Physically, I lack the ability to stand for a long period of time. These places basically tell me that they don't want my business or attendance. This is an interesting point, partly because when we talk about public space, uh, I was thinking about outdoors, but I've also been to some newer malls recently and they're malls that I don't know how we in Malaysia define mega malls anymore because a lot of new malls are actually really huge. But I have been to new malls that were really rather large and noticed a complete lack of waiting spaces, like a complete lack of of public sitting and benches. And I'm not sure why that is because you do end up seeing people sitting on the ground around pillars, or outside shops. And I don't understand how that isn't more of an eyesore than just having having the benches. Meanwhile, at Positive Revolt says... I saw this trend coming 20 years ago. I was working with a group that made benches and other things in common spaces. Some officials and a couple of neighbours called the benches an attractive nuisance and said they would attract houseless folks. I really don't get that mentality. Meanwhile, Bike Chili Whack is bringing up a point that I think is really relevant. They take away everything public for teens to do, just to gather, sit, skateboard, play street hockey, and then complain that teens are all staying indoors, lazily playing video games and not learning how to be a grown adult. Gee, I wonder why. I was thinking about this, about the the fact that we say all the time or people talk all the time about how back in my day, I didn't used to just veg out in front of the television or with my phone. I was outside, you know, with my friends doing things. But if everything that is outside costs money, if there isn't actually a public space to just engage in hanging out or, or hobbies or what have you, then what exactly are we 
what kinds of examples, I guess, are we laying out for younger people, right? Um, we also have Gouda Nua, who says, local governments have decided that rather than risk a single homeless person having a moment of dignity or comfort, we must all go without benches, public bathrooms, water fountains, etc. It's really cutting our noses despite our collective faces. Uh, and then Smiley Steve says, ironic because the lack of public infrastructure leads to more joblessness and vagrancy. Keeping a few public bathrooms, a park, water fountains clean is a full-time job. Now they're contracted out a few times a week and then we wonder why everything is broken and trashed. So I... Uh, this is a topic close to my heart. Um, we've been discussing how on Twitter, a tweet has gone viral, uh, starting a conversation about public seating and the lack of it, and more broadly, public spaces that people can just be in and the lack of that. So do you wish we had more public seating or more public spaces that we could just share? You can call us double seven double three two nine hundred. Send us a voice note or a WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. Because freedom matters. BFM 89.9. BFM 89.9, it's 5.51. And that was No Doubt with New. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn. And we've been spending this hour talking about the protests in Iran, as well as whether or not we've gone too far in terms of not having public seating and public spaces that people can hang out in. And we've been asking you, do you wish we had more public seating or more public spaces that we could share? That number to call is double seven double three two nine hundred. Send us a voice note or a WhatsApp. WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at PFM Radio. Uh, on the line with us, we've got Kuma. Kuma, good evening. What are your thoughts? Hey, hi. Okay, I'm going to share with you what's happening in Pataling Jaya in one of the parks here. Mm-hmm. Now, we have a group of people who come there at night and start drinking, then start breaking bottles. So there's glass all over that sitting area. Number two, during the daytime, there's also a group of the smart rumpets and all these guys who will be sitting down there, making the public feel very uncomfortable with their presence, uh, not to mention the broken glasses there at night. Now, the, the point is uh, nonsense and all these kind of troublemakers will always be around. But the question is, what is enforcement doing? Okay, what is the police doing? What is the uh, Bandaraya doing? Are they sending enough people to keep an eye? People have been complaining, but nothing seems to be having, and these guys are having a lot of time. So just because they can't manage people like this, they go around removing chairs. I think that's ridiculous. Okay. On on the second point, about uh, there was a point about malls not having enough seats. All right. I think as citizens, we should start writing, take them um, into the Facebooks or wherever you can, make sure that uh, mall... Uh, gets it into their head that it's time to start putting the chest. I'm always for that kind of thing. I think that that sounds like a great idea. I did want to ask you though, Kumar, because I also uh, live around a playground and also have this similar situation, particularly at night. And um, I, I know for my part that in my playground, um, there, there used to be a lot of usage from the neighbourhood and the community of those benches and seats. Was it the same for you that people used to use it more often? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we have, but luckily at this park so far the seats have not been removed. That's why this mm-hmm. roundiness is still around there. I wouldn't want the seats to be removed for sure because you know every time you see an elderly person walking around and all that, you they need a place to sit. You see, after a few, maybe not double seatings or that long benches, but at least one or two seater. If you're feeling very uncomfortable that someone is going to sleep 
um, at night, then make it short enough for someone to sit, but again, not to sleep. Kumar, thank you so much for calling and for sharing. Um, that that I think that really exemplifies the variety of issues, right? Because in the original series of tweets, they were talking about city centre spaces. But it is true that in a lot of tamans or neighbourhoods, there are these spaces and they still exist. And then when they get misused, it gets tough. Um, and if enforcement doesn't come when you call, then I don't know. So um, hopefully people in charge are, are listening. But yeah, um, and that issue also of providing spaces for elderly people to be able to sit and rest while they're out taking their, their constitution or, you know, basically getting in some exercise is a really good one. We've got this that's come in as well from Firus, who says, just got back from New York City and I got kind of mad when I realised how blessed the residents there are with the vast number of parks and public seatings and us not having such luxury. I just want a random spot under a tree that I could sit down and eat or read books or listen to podcasts. That is exactly it. And I think any time you go to a city in which there in which there is both a large amount of people um, as well as a large amount of public space that they can share. Um, New York City is one, Paris is another, you know, places like that in which spaces that you can sit down, benches, steps, and just sit there for a bit. Once you've enjoyed that and then you come back, whether North whether notwithstanding, right, these are nice activities to be able to do and make you feel like you're actually part of the city and able to enjoy it. So, yeah, I mean, let us know. Keep those thoughts coming. Do you wish we had more public seating in our country, in our cities, or at least more public spaces that we could all share? Um, you can call us double seven double three two nine hundred. Send us a WhatsApp or a voice note, 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. If we go back um, to the issue of Iran, which we were talking about earlier, we do have this from Sisi, who says, The irony is that women's rights are globally an issue. Um, abortion rights in the United States, passports uh, or citizenship rights for children here in Malaysia. When does this stop? I don't know, Sisi. Um, I, I don't have an answer to that. If anything, perhaps it is heartening that these are issues that are in fact being talked about and highlighted, although I think sometimes, like you're rightly pointing out, it can just feel like they're never ending. Um, again, we'd love to hear from you. So if you want to weigh in either on the protests in Iran or on the issue of public seating in our cities, public spaces and the lack of them, you can call us double seven double three two nine hundred. WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Now, just quickly, if we look ahead to what's coming up on Insight Story today, it's actually Bukit Dinding. And the fact that the development of Bukit Dinding has been in the headlines and the issue of the contested environmental impact assessment. So we're going to be talking about a couple of things. So firstly, how do environmental impact assessments or EIAs fit into conversations around the issue of new developments in our city? And then what should be prioritised when it comes to how we develop KL? Which is also the question that we're posing today. What direction do you want KL's development to move in? What is your wish list? Again, call us what WhatsApp, send us a voice note, tweet us. We'll be back for all of that after the six o'clock news. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.